0: for you. Welcome, everyone, to episode 331 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. It's just me this week. I'm going to be doing the biannual recap episode, for lack of a better word. So uh, if you've been listening for a while, you know that usually mid-year and then at the end of the year, I do recap episodes where I play clips from episodes that were... uh, of some of the larger releases for games that came out this year, just to refresh everyone's memories for the upcoming Thummy Awards. I did the one obviously for the first half of the year. This is for the second half of the year. It's not going to cover everything. There will be a few games missing from this list, which I will cover when we get there. We were originally supposed to record on Friday night, but my sister was in town. It was her last night in town. We wanted to spend as much time with her as possible. So, um, I decided to do that this week instead of a little closer to Christmas. There's really only one more major release coming out this year, which is Xenoblade 2. But I don't know that we're even going to cover that before the end of the year because of the length of the game. So that might have to wait until the new year anyway. So that wouldn't be on one of these episodes anyway. So yeah, that's that's our main topic for today. Um, as far as feedback and the football picks go, we still have all that stuff recorded. We'll do feedback that we got. I think we got two pieces of feedback we will do next week's episode when we record. It'll be the usual Thursday recording. So, um, without further ado, our first little snippet is from our Splatoon episode, which is number uh, 314. So, here is a little bit about Splatoon 2 various types, and then. I think seven different kinds of bosses that all have different ways of defeating them. And they come at you uh, sometimes a couple at a time. So you got really have to coordinate with your, with your team on what you're doing. Uh, it's also got a weapon rotation, like the multiplayer or weapon rotation. Uh, you know, Splatoon likes to do the rotation. So the, the time I tried it, the few matches, the weapons were the slosher, which is the paint bucket the splatter shot, which is uh, it's like an automatic, a small automatic gun, uh, the charger, which is a sniper rifle, and the roller. So the weapons rotated after every round was finished, uh, and it was random what you got. So the time that I had the charger, which is the sniper rifle, I did absolutely terrible. Um, it's a little bit like shoot, like shooting the bow was for me in uh, um, Horizon, because it's got a little bit of a charge time that you have to hold down the shoot button, and then you have to aim and then let go it's oh i was terrible i was so ineffective and i think i ended up dying uh that one time uh but it's a fun mode it's a nice nice addition to splatoon's uh lineup like i said i i would like to know the reasoning behind the the limited hours for that i don't know that i ever saw them explain it anywhere so there's that uh that's yeah like i said that's the main main thing new in splatoon 2 uh all new specials too which i found to be interesting uh none of the specials from the first game returned at all Uh, so for those of you that don't know, you charge your special by, by painting or splattering, uh, the other team. And, uh, you push down the right, right thumbstick to, to use your special. Uh, A couple of them are homing missiles that if you lock onto a couple people, it'll drop some, some missiles on them. Splash down, which is like, uh, where you jump up and like smash on the ground, like a, uh, like a Hulk smash almost and splatter paint everywhere. Or it's ink, not paint. Uh, and then baller, which I, I thought was interesting, you go inside a plastic ball and roll around until you get to where you want. If, if that's a, in a group of enemies or uh, an area that you want to splatter, and then you hold down the the right uh, the shoot button to uh, blow up the ball that you're in and, and splatter paint everywhere. Uh, new maps, obviously. There's I think there's only two return maps from the first game, um, and then and then a bunch of new maps which are all all well done. Uh, and this one because you you're not using the second screen you press x to bring up the map and then you push the arrow keys to if you want to fast transport to one of your teammates on the map uh so that was a little bit different i seem to remember x being jump in the last platoon that's at least what my muscle memory had uh programmed in so when i first started playing i, I was pushing x when i wanted to jump and that just brought up the map and made me confused but uh i finally finally got the hang of that uh another interesting feature that's new is local multiplayer um It's unfortunately limited to one person per per game per per switch. Uh, There's no split screen of any kind on this, which I thought there was. I thought there was at least uh, one, you know, put two people side by side that could play like local local stuff. That is not the case. Uh, That was a little bit frustrating for me. Um, But yeah, you can connect a bunch of switches together uh, up to eight and have four versus four battles if everyone has a switch and a copy of Splatoon.
1: Did we figure out how that works yet? What's that? The local? Does it just connect over Wi-Fi or is it?
0: I think yeah. I think you just connect to your the Wi-Fi network and Whatever then they can just network. they discover each other from from there. Gotcha. Um, new weapon type. It's the Splat dualies, which are you, you uh, dual Uzi like uh, Splat guns. Uh, pretty effective. Also, they have a dodge. So if you hit jump when you're uh, using the Splat dualies you'll do a little like, like roll dodge and. and in a bunch of different areas uh so i tried all the modes except for league battle i didn't have a high enough ranked uh rating to be able to try league battle so i'm not quite sure what that is you have to have a at least a b minus and i think i only got up to a c in one of the ranked battle types and i probably played 15 to 20 hours of splatoon 2 uh since it came out on friday wow yeah it's a decent amount. It's I mean it's an easy game to pick up and play a few matches and put down and yeah. uh, having the switch and playing in handheld mode. It, you know obviously makes things quite a bit easier. So single player, the single player is similar to the first one. It's a like a three action platformer. There's boss fights and collectibles in in every map, or boss fights at the end of each like group of levels, and then collectibles on every every level. Uh, It's an enjoyable uh, enjoyable enough. The only time I played it was when I was somewhere where there was no Wi Fi. I had taken my son to his piano lesson, and I always wait in the car while he's he's there. And that's when I played the uh, the uh, the single player. I think I might have played like one other level when I was home, but uh, mostly, mostly when I was somewhere where there's no internet. Um, I already talked about Salmon Run multiplayer. So the standard unranked turf war is back. That's your your standard multiplayer mode. What what everyone just kind of plays. Uh, you've got to get up to level ten before you can start ranked mode. I think I'm level thirteen now. Uh, that's where I spent most of my time. That's got the rotating maps. Every two hours, they rotate the two the two maps to keep them kind of fresh. Uh, again, I was trying to figure out why they only have two maps in the rotation. Uh, yeah. I was trying to come up with reasons why that could be. And I, it might have to do with your setup of your character because all the weapons and, and all your gear that you wear have different attributes and stuff. And I wonder if that has... So you don't have to keep constantly changing you know like these two maps i can kind of plan what i need to to be effective on on these two maps for for whatever whatever game type Uh, and then there's ranked mode so there's three different ranked modes and again they rotate like the like the maps and the maps rotate so uh the first one is rainmaker which is a it's a weapon that you secure that's in the middle of the map uh that that you have to escort into the other other team's base uh there's splat zones which is essentially king of the hill where you have to ink the ink, the territory instead of actually. Okay. So that was a little bit about Splatoon two, which came out on July 21st. Once again, I love the Friday Nintendo releases because it gives you more time to record or to to play before the episode on Thursday. So uh, also coming out in July 25th was pyre. I'm not going to cover pyre on this only because there's a ton of games to get to. And I don't want this episode to take forever. So, uh, you know, me. we already talked about all these games. But yeah, uh, P- I mean, Pyre was a game that me, Cor, and Will all loved. Um, but yeah, that's I'll skip over that one for now. Uh, Hellblade is another one that none of us played that we sh- would like to c- cover. That came out on August 8th. So that's one we hopefully will get to at some point. So the next episode that I will be covering is on Mario and Rabbids Kingdom battle. So that came out on August 29th. And I, I unfortunately I think once again I'm in the uh the driver's seat here, being the only one that played it at the time. I know Will ended up playing it later. And I think Corey might be might have played a little bit since uh over this past week. So Yeah, the next one is going to be Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Helpful, I think, in this game. Uh, Cover. So there's no cover, half cover, and full cover. So no cover has a 0% or I'm sorry, no cover has a 100% hit chance. So you'll get hit every time. Half cover is a 50% hit chance. And then full cover is a 0% hit chance. There's not any of that uh, Mm -hmm. RNG bullcrap like in... uh, in um XCOM. i like that we have like we yeah. have 95 like open clear shot in your point blank and you miss
1: um and the success of the battle depends on it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so <laughs> and you miss that 95 percent shot so yeah it works pretty well it does seem to be roughly 50 50 for half cover um but it, it it allows you to execute your plans a little more uh Easily, you know, mm-hmm. you come up with a good strategy, like all oh, this is going to work. Uh, but you know, your entire strategy, like Corey just said, hinges on this one attack happening and everything, all the your other dominoes have to fall into place after that happens. You don't need to worry about that in that game. So in this game. So uh, that's very nice. Oh, also when you're flanked, it's the same as having no cover. So even if you're standing in full cover and someone's behind you, it's like no cover.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's a good thing. Uh, bricks can be destroyed by two shots or an explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, there's various other things you can take cover behind, but the bricks like in Mario games will be destroyed. Um, so that's kind of cool to blow up cover. Uh, you get a damage bonus for height advantage. Uh, there's a dash attack when you're moving too. So if you're, if you're running and you, if you run like through an enemy, it'll do what's called a dash attack, uh, which is like a slide tackle that you hit, hit the, hit the enemy on your, on your way somewhere. You can do a team jump. Which is when you springboard off of one of your allies to extend your your range, or to you know push yourself over barriers or up on top of ledges and stuff to get a better view. And then Mario has an ability where he can jump on the heads of other other things for for pretty good damage. I spent a lot of my upgrade points upgrading Mario's jump power, so it does a hundred like. 100 damage per per jump now i think it goes up to 150 which is pretty significant uh and then there's pipes in the in the battlefield that if you go in they'll take you to random places in the battlefield that a lot of times you can't tell like where the where they exit so you have to actually go in it to tell where where it comes up uh so that Kind of changes things pretty significantly, um, especially if you have really mobile characters. You can get behind the enemy defenses really easily, and vice versa. They can get behind you really easily if you're not careful. Uh, it's another strategic layer to the game.
1: But at least you know they're there, right? Yeah,
0: you, yeah. You know you You know they're there. You know something could come out of it that you had not. You know you didn't know what to expect. So yes, you do know they're there. Uh, so there's a lot of variety to the battlefields. Um, from big open squares with very little cover to long windy labyrinth maps, which makes it so you have to utilize your your squad properly. Um, you know, your your shotgun, your Peach and uh, Mario Rabbit with your with their shotguns aren't very effective in big open maps. Um, you know, because they have to get close in for the fighting. So a lot of times you don't use those those characters. Um, there doesn't seem to be a one squad fits all. Type of thing like you would kind of get in get into a groove with, in, in XCOM, uh, you kind of have to rotate your rotate your guys around based on what you're facing. Mm-hmm. Whoops. Um, I actually you uh, I have had a couple battles where I had to swap squ- swap out my my squad mates. I'll usually take a few attempts at a battle, and if I'm not having any success, um, I'll I'll you it's easy to restart like when you're in the battle, you just press pause, restart it right from there, and it'll take you right outside where you entered the battle so like if you need to change change up your guys it's it's pretty easy to do there's also an easy mode I don't really know what that does I've never tried it I don't want to do things on easy that, That's that's for for pan, it's for pansies yep uh and then after the battle you're given a report card of your of of sorts I guess uh, you get a good rating if all your squad survived, and they survived and completed the objective under the turn limit. Uh, and that only matters because after the chapter ends, you're given coins and upgrade orbs, uh, skill tree orbs, based on the performance in your battle. So um, you get a gold trophy if you're at a certain threshold, or a silver trophy or a bronze trophy, which will determine your coins and your skill orbs that you get. Uh, there's four worlds in the game. Each one has a uh, mid-mini-boss and a boss at the end. Boss battles have been, been pretty good so far. Uh, skill tree. So you spend skill orbs to upgrade your abilities. Um, you can lower cooldowns. That sort of thing. Uh, you can increase... the. A lot of them have the same, the same one. So it's just based on... So that was a little bit on Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Again, that came out on the 29th of august good end of summer game uh moving on from there uh another late august relief is life is strange before the storm which we haven't covered yet i think we're all kind of waiting till all the episodes for that come out so before we end up playing that uh knack 2 sorry didn't cover knack 2 that came out september 5th september 6th destiny 2 that's a huge i guess gaping hole in our show lineup but no one ended up playing destiny 2 uh i thought Eric and and maybe Will might get it. I could, played the demo on PC, but um, may get it on a sale at some point. Who knows? Um, so yeah, the next game that came out that we're gonna that I'm gonna cover here was gonna be Divinity: Original Sin 2, Uh the fantastic open 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 world like isometric RPG that me and Corey both played. So you will hear someone else's voice besides mine for this this. Section of it, so uh, that came out September fourteenth. So here is a little on Divinity two origin
1: story. Uh, but in this one, they they play like a little uh, a little video. You click on the the, the pre made character, and you can click you know hear their origin story, and they'll talk to you and explain their past uh, and kind of get you get you geared up for for what their story is going to be about. And yeah. uh, who, who'd you end up going with, Dan?
0: I actually made my own character.
1: You did. You're a custom.
0: Yep, made my own okay. character. Um, and it's funny because those those characters end up being your your party in the game, um, and I actually ended up killing one in a fight. So I killed one of my potential party members on purpose. I, I don't know. Is we, we were having some sort of confrontation and it escalated, and, oh. and she just attacked me, so I, I had to kill her. That's funny. <laughs> so yeah. I've I'm already down a potential. I don't know if you can fill that in later, but yeah. Um, you can only have a party of four and there's six characters. Um, I located three of them. I located four of them. So she was the the fifth that I had located. And like I said, we had an argument.
1: Was it sabi?
0: Yes. Yes, it was her.
1: And was she in your party when? No, you had no the conversation? she was,
0: she was hanging out on a beach.
1: Gotcha. And I went to okay. talk to
0: her and I don't know, <laughs> something I said upset her and she attacked me and that was the end of it.
1: That's awesome. Mm hmm. Uh, Yeah, she's the elf character, and this is another little touch I really like. Elves can eat body parts that you pick up, and when they eat the body part of the person they pick up, they hear their memories, and I've learned, like, three skills from doing that. So, like, if you pick up, uh, what did I learn? I think I I learned flight from eating a body part from a character who knew how to fly at one point, you know, and then I, I ate it, and then it gave me a little backstory about their memories, and then I learned the skill flight. Which coincidentally is my favorite skill in the game. I don't know if you've seen that one, Dan
0: no, I haven't I you just like you just like
1: sprout angel wings and you just fly, you fly wherever you know it's, that's awesome. It's great,
0: yeah, I went with uh, more of a stealthy character build. I'm not quite a rogue, but more of like an assassin type character. Uh, I was really, really ineffective for the beginning part of the game soft you know I would go in to do my backstabs and you know if if I got too far away from my party at all. Like I got, I just got slaughtered. Uh, but now that I've gotten some decent equipment after being a few hours in, I can, I can deal out some, a pretty good amount of damage really quickly and usually kill whatever I'm trying to fight before it can hit me back. So.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, I think there's a bit of a learning curve for this game too. Oh, like it's it was
0: definitely a learning
1: curve. It was difficult for me to start and I have, you know, the background of playing the, First
0: game and
1: and loving it, you know, so I kind of had an idea of how things work, but I still had a pretty, pretty hard go of it in the, you know, the first few, few hours of the game. Um, I just think there's a lot of things that you wouldn't, you wouldn't understand unless, you know, you, you had seen them. I think a lot of the, like, especially in combat, a lot of the environmental things going on, you're like, wait, what, what just happened? How did, how did I get frozen? Why am I shot? You know, like I cast the spell on this guy. Why am I now uh, shocked and can't move? You know, just a lot of weird weird things
0: one thing it took me a while to figure out was the armor and magic armor yeah uh so those the magic armor and armor are uh like hit points for lack of a better word on top of your character's actual hit points and a lot of the status effects that you try to apply on the characters have to be whittled you have to whittle down the armor and magic armor before you can before you can apply like burning or or chilled or or uh stunning from from shock damage um so that's something It that took me a while to figure out that that's what you needed to do first. And a lot of it, I just, if I had read the description on the thing, I would have gotten yeah. it. But, you know, I, I didn't. So it just took me a little bit longer. But
1: And that's that's uh, the, the magic armor and the physical armor are new in this game. That wasn't oh,
3: okay. the first game.
1: I can't remember yeah. how they did it in the first game. I think it was like there was a just a chance it could miss, but now if you if you have their magic armor down and you're casting a magic effect on them, I'm pretty sure it's going to work every time. I I don't think I've seen it not work if uh if their armor is down, which I think is cool. I like I mean we talked about that with uh Mario Rabbids where you you either hit, you miss or it's 50-50. Yeah. You know. Yep. I li- I like that. That that's black and white. There's no very little RNG involved yeah. uh, with that.
0: Yep. Um, where was it? Oh, I wanted to talk about game master mode real quick, Corey. Yeah, I haven't tried it. I haven't tried it either, but I I wanted to get your thoughts. Was that in the first one? No. Okay, so game master mode is essentially it's essentially pen and paper RPG, but in Divinity. So you have a game master, and you can is it up to four players? I'm not sure, and I don't know if they create an adventure or if there's already created adventures that you can do. But I feel like that's a really good way to play like pen and paper rpgs if you've got friends like all over the place you know
1: yeah there are some i think there are some built it excuse me some built-in ones uh, that built they, in could, that they. yeah that the larian studios created just to show you you know what you can can do in it but it's pretty in-depth i mean you can add custom audio so yeah. i could narrate the game and, and upload it for my friends to play uh i could you know find custom music and put that in there there's there's a lot going on uh it's, it's pretty cool, and, and people are, are already creating, you know, grand adventures in yeah. Divinity 2.
0: That's something I would love to watch on, like, Twitch,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: It's a really well-put-together uh, adventure in, in this game for, for, you know, a party of four people with a game master. Yep. That would be amazing.
1: Yeah, it's it's a really cool feature. I I think there might have been some version of it in the first game, but I never I never messed around with it, and I do yeah. not think it it was as robust as this one is.
0: Okay. Um, do you have anything you don't
3: necessarily like about it yet, Corey? Um,
1: I heard a lot of people complained about bugs. I didn't have too many issues with bugs. There were a couple quests. Um, that's another thing. Like the way. They track all the quest progression and who knows what about you and and stuff like that is it's really insane. So I'm not surprised that they're they might be having some issues with that, uh, mm-hmm. like quests not updating and stuff like that. And after you leave the first island, um, all your incomplete quests are closed at that point. I, yeah. I don't know if it's because you can't go back to the island or if that's just how they break up the axe. I don't know. But uh, I had a few where I'm like, OK, I did this. So I don't know if you've been in the arena, Dan and Fort Joy.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: and did the battle, and completed it, and I talked to the woman, and she's like, oh, you know, you now you should go talk to somebody else. And she gave me the name of some NPC that isn't on Fort Joy. Uh, and in my quest book, it just kept saying, you need to talk to this person in the arena. Like, the same person I had tried talking to over and over and over again, and she just told me to go talk to another NPC. So I don't know if that quest actually updated and completed, or, or what. Um, I guess I'll find out when I find that other npc she wanted me to talk to yeah um other things i don't really like i don't know i can't really think of of too much (laughs) yeah i don't really have games that the the small niggling things you kind of forgive just because of how much is going on you know yeah yeah, I I have,
0: haven't come across anything that I dislike about it either. Like, I had a hard time at the beginning, but that was mostly uh, me not really knowing how to play the game. And the game, you know, despite its attempt at, attempts at teaching me how to play it, you know, I was stupid. Uh, it took me a while to, to, you know, learn everything. And I still feel like I don't know everything yet, and it's still going to throw new things at me, but a little more prepared than I was. So that was a little bit on divinity original sin 2 uh and up next is steam world dig 2 for the nintendo switch that me and eric played so here is steam world dig 2 special abilities that you unlock with cogs so even seeing those on there like oh i know i have to go out and get three cogs to unlock this one ability um you know it it keeps you going and and makes you want to dig for more treasure and and uh explore too because you also find artifacts to upgrade your blueprints so
2: yeah the exploration part of it's really fun too. Um, I'm excited to get a little more into it um, and just kind of dig my way around and um, underground uh, but yeah, I mean it, you know it's a fair it's not a very deep game. it doesn't feel like at this point uh, which is nice yeah uh, I'm happy about that, but it's deep enough you know and yep. it make, it like like we've been talking about it there's enough there that it makes you want to you know go back and collect everything and explore as much as you can. Um, but I'm really, really enjoying the digging around underground and, and figuring out like, uh, you know, just all the different weaponry and things that you can have access to down the road. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. More than I thought I would.
0: Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It, it definitely hooked me at the, the first night I played cause I just bought it cause we, yeah. we didn't know what we wanted to do. I was like, I'll buy it. It's 20 bucks. I like you, Eric, I wanted something to play on the switch after I finished, uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle—it's literally the perfect game for the Switch.
2: Oh yeah, literally.
0: Fantastic. I don't—I don't think I would play it on my computer. Um, I and might. You know
2: what's funny? I—you know—you guys know, and people that listen to this know—I don't really, even with the Switch, um, I still have preferred using it docked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I would play this one docked. Yeah, it just, just one of those feels games. like it should be played in on handheld. Yep. Before I go to bed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's how mostly I played it too. Yeah. Um I did try it docked just I'd like to experiment just to see what it's like and I sure. did play it docked. And it was fine. But like you Eric, it's just it's just a game that's that's perfect for the the handheld handheld mode.
2: Yeah. Uh so do, is there a lot of uh unlockable I don't know weapons and items, or have oh, I yeah. kind of seen? Oh, okay. So
0: there's... I mean, the, the weapon, the weapons, like it's your primary weapon is your is your pickaxe, but you also right. have like pressure bombs that you get. I don't know if you've I gotten got those. that yet. Yep. Okay. Uh, there's a jackhammer that you get to to bust up bricks. Okay. Uh, I got a jetpack, which is awesome. That that's kind of the last thing I unlocked. Um, and yeah, like all like is that all those different things have have things that you can unlock, and you can kind of tailor your you you almost have to have like a build, like the, 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 abilities that you need to make up for weaknesses, uh, when you're playing. Cause towards the beginning, like I never, I never had any problems. The only time I died was occasionally being careless and you get a rock falling on you and it crushes you and kills you immediately. No matter what your yeah. health is. I've had that. I had that happen three or four times before I wised up. Um, but, but yeah, it, it does get pretty challenging, especially some of the platforming parts. Uh, oh, there's a grappling hook too, uh, which is really, really fun to use. Um, which you know significantly increases your, your mobility. Um, I feel like the level design is something that's underrated in this game too because they they really do a good job of blocking off areas because of you don't have the right equipment. Uh, but you know that there's something there and it makes you want to uh, explore even further and to, to figure out what what tool you need to, to get to that spot. but um, yeah de- there's definitely some challenge towards the end of the game. I also feel like 12 hours is like literally the perfect length for the game. Uh, and that's how long it took me. It doesn't. It won't take everyone twelve hours. I, yeah,
2: I, I read the no. how long to beat, and it said, I think I'll probably be right like between eight and ten.
0: Mm. I got 10. lost for a bit and wandered around, not sure where I was supposed to go.
2: Do you have uh, the arrows turned on or no? Arrows. You know how you can have like the direction.
0: Oh, I don't. On? So I think I turned that off. And that would probably be why I got lost.
2: Yeah, I left it on just because I could see myself getting frustrated and saying "fuck it." So,
0: <laughs> yeah, you I could know. see that, uh, and, and I did, like I said. But I would, I just like kind of chipped away it. So, like uh, you go on the map and you can see the blacked out areas where you haven't been yet. Even though I, it looked like I had unlocked everything, there would be like a hidden door that I didn't come across uh, before. So, but yeah, it's it's really uh, an excellent game. I can't really. Th- come up with any complaints i would have about it do you have any complaints so far Eric?
2: no not so far uh just that i had to go to bed
0: <laughs> yeah and not not play some more
2: yeah i I really wanted to uh, i had to be up early this morning and i stayed up until well, we played fifa first and then mm-hmm. i played until about eleven thirty mm-hmm. last night and i had to be up at five so
0: yeah um, so that was that was the end of it
2: yeah i really wish i could have played some more before before we started but it was a bad week for it to come out with fifa 18 release
0: oh I... so that was a little bit on steam world day two which came out on september 21st for the nintendo switch and a few days later for all the other platforms it seems to be out on just about everything pc mac linux ps4 vita um so yeah it's on on quite a few different things good good game uh, up next, we have Cuphead. Uh, I guess it's probably not one of the more major releases that came out, but me, Eric, and Corey all did play it, so I'm going to have that one be the next game that we cover. Uh, some of the other large releases in September were Total War Warhammer 2, which came out on the 28th. Um, FIFA 18, I we just stop doing episodes about it, but uh, I know Eric played quite a bit and that was also on the on the twenty ninth along with Cuphead, so yeah, here's a little bit on Cuphead.
2: It was my own fault.
0: Yeah, it and... doesn't it's one of those games that doesn't feel unfair when no, you die, you're like, oh crap, I, I hit the wrong button or I missed my jump.
1: I'll kind fair. of agree disagree with you on that. Okay. Uh, I feel like some of the hitboxes aren't consistent with enemies. Like those ghosts seemed to reach outside of their graphic as opposed to some guys who you can literally be touching and it doesn't hurt you. Oh, when
0: you did the mausoleum thing. Yeah. Where, yeah. Like, but that's the not, the...
1: yeah, I'm just using that as an example. Cause there's been other times where I'm like, well, this guy, you know, I was touching and it didn't hurt me. Well, whereas this guy, you know, I wasn't even close to, and I took damage.
0: The, par- the parry has a little bit of leeway. That has like a bigger area around you that that you're uh, that it's effective,
1: I guess. I'm not even talking about using the parry. I'm just talking about being touched, be, taking da- like being do you,
0: hit. Do you take damage from the ghosts?
1: They kill you instantly. Do they really? Yeah,
2: oh, I've never been I, touched by one.
0: I didn't get touched by one either. Wow. Well. That's course, you guys are awesome. Corey's just not very good at the game. I was just going to say, Corey, it's because Corey sucks at the game.
2: Yeah. It's
1: probably pretty true. I, I, I'll say, uh, I played I played this in two sessions. I played a little bit today, and I played a little bit on Tuesday. Uh, And I had a pretty strong negative reaction to it on Tuesday. Okay. Today playing it, uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit more. So mm-hmm. I think the jury's still out for me. But uh, I really... And I'm not even sure what it was. I just... I felt like there wasn't much to the game other than its art style and its difficulty. Like, if it wasn't difficult, there wouldn't be anything to the game other than it's cool to look at. And also, my other complaint uh, is the music. I really like it. I think it's awesome, but sometimes it distracts me. Hmm. You know. No. No. I just for me like
2: you're really off the mark on this one. I think.
1: Well, I think for me, like when I'm playing a video game, I don't want to I don't want the music to constantly call attention to itself. And I felt like it was doing that.
2: Oh, man, well, man, I didn't ca- think so at all.
1: Yeah, it's, it, I feel
0: like that's the idea. Like, that's what happened in those old cartoons. Like the music calls attention. And I
1: understand that. And I think that's fine. Like, I like I like the music. I just yeah. it, it was distracting me. And I think a lot of that had to do with also getting frustrated at the same time. Sure. And then that music's just going and I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, my God.
0: And hearing the same song just, over and over and over just again.
1: Just stop, yeah.
2: Wow, see, I didn't even like. The music didn't even really leave an impression on me. Like, I know I liked it at the time, but I don't ever, you know, I just, I guess I didn't really notice that. I was just so focused on um, trying to beat the level. I yeah. was just so involved in that. I guess I, no, nothing really was breaking my concentration.
1: Yeah. yeah
0: i found too it was best if i didn't play for more than like an hour at a time especially if i wasn't beating levels if i if I if, I if i spent about an hour and i didn't accomplish anything that i would just put it down and play something else and then i always found that if i came back to the same boss later i beat him the first or second time um it's it's one of those games like like a puzzle game where you, if you you know try and beat your head against it doesn't work you just come back the next day or whatever and and you you know you solve it right away it's it's that situation for me right in this game i had a lot of trouble with i don't know if you got you guys probably tried the flower boss in the first world
1: oh the, the radish or whatever it is no the flat it's a f- orange flower uh, i don't know if here. i got to that one
0: um he starts off he spits out uh like seeds up into the air and they, Can, and they you know down. what and things
2: i i tried him twice that's the last thing i did i tried him twice and i uh had to leave so that's the last thing i did but no i did not beat him but it was um there was just shit everywhere
0: yeah that that was that took me pro- i bet I spent an hour and a half trying to beat him just him okay. um probably died 30 40 times just on that one guy yeah uh, but that was the one of the ones where i left it overnight i came back the next day and i think i beat him on the second try um, so it is one of those games. One of the things I, th- I find interesting about it too, is the, uh, I didn't realize this was in the game, but the different loadouts you can use, you have two different guns you can use. You have a special ability and like a charm, mm-hmm. uh, which can be a bunch of different things for me. I use the extra hit point charm. Uh, that one extra hit point has, uh, made Same. quite a bit of difference. Uh, you know, there's been a few bosses or, uh, platforming levels that I've only survived with one hit point. So, that's definitely been useful um but the it the gun lowers your
2: damage a little bit too
0: it does lower your damage a little bit so yeah it takes a little bit longer to uh there is seems to be uh positives and negatives about everything you can equip um so my you know there's the standard pea shooter gun and then there's uh like a spread gun that's good for up close it's almost like a shotgun uh but i started using the homing one i don't know if you guys use that one but it basically will track it doesn't do a lot of damage but it basically tracks uh, the bullets to whatever enemies are, are on screen which has been very useful so you can like be facing the other way and still hitting the boss with with the, the homing gun it's been pretty nice
2: I've just been using the basic gun so far hmm. I accidentally buy- unlocked the homing gun oh, um, you- yeah and I spent my coins on it and I didn't mean to so I erased my save and started over
0: oh gotcha yeah you
2: know.
0: Okay, Corey. Do you, well, let's uh let's get into it. What do you what do you what do you think?
1: I think it's good. It's not. It's not for me. Honestly, okay. I I don't know. Like, I don't know in what situation I would pick this up and and play it. You know, it's it's like well, it's frustrating. It's difficult. And I guess that's the point. But like, that's not what I need. You know, I don't know. I, Like I said, I I didn't enjoy it the first time, but when I came back and played a little bit more today, I did start to enjoy it a little bit more. Um, I don't know. I just. These platformers. I think this appeals to a certain type of person. I think it. So the art style appeals to everybody, right? Like, that's what everybody draws everybody to the game. So everybody's going to play it and get that enjoyment out of it. Um, But I think it comes to a point where, like, the way this game. The the person this game was made for is the person who is all about, like, speed runs and you know figuring
0: so that was a little bit on cuphead um and that was it for september moving into october forza motorsport 7 came out on october 3rd for pc and xbox one Uh, we've talked about it before but we're more fans of the horizon series so no one ended up playing that that one uh, then the next big game that came out that we covered was Middle Earth Shadow of War, uh, October 10th, which both me and Corey played. I don't think Will's played it at this point, but yeah, me and Corey both played it. So we had a two-part episode for that one. I will only be playing an excerpt from the first part of the episode, which was the early impressions, kind of. It's a very, very long game. Uh so we did it. We did a two-parter on the early impressions, which is the beginning of the game, and then uh, a little bit later on, which was more the middle of the game. Really, uh, it's as I said, it's a very long game, and I've, I'm in the end game part now while I'm playing it. So I don't, I don't know that Corey ever got that far. Um, so yeah, this is the excerpt from our part one on Middle Earth: Shadow of War. Right back into it. Uh, some of the more, more notable new additions, skill wise, are the double jump. I don't know if you've unlocked that yet, Corey.
1: Yes, I have.
0: Um, and then the ability to dominate and ride drakes, which are essentially like mini dragons, I guess, for lack of a better word. I don't know if I you've done not, that at I all, have, Corey.
1: I have not gotten that, no.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, it's very reminiscent of Drogon burning up the wagon train in. Uh, in uh uh game of thrones so awesome yeah okay pretty fun pretty fun um yeah those are the most notable new things like i really i really really like the double jump uh when when i first i didn't even know that that was in the game and and i unlocked i'm like that's kind of stupid like a double jump really uh but then when you like actually do it it both works really well and looks cool uh it looks like you're a uh, half man, half wraith, you know, because you kind of you don't really do like a flip or another jump. You kind of do like a side vault mm-hmm. type of thing. Yeah, kind of hard to explain, but it looks really cool. It uh, Makes you feel even more of a bad like even more of a badass than than you originally
1: were. Mm-hmm. How, how about how long did you play, Corey? It's kind of weird because when I, I, I played three different sessions uh, mm-hmm. and when I logged in yesterday, it said I had five hours and I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. But I played, like, a couple hours after that. Uh, and then when I logged in today, it said I only had three hours. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on with Steam with that. Maybe it has to do with the update or something, because I know there was at least one update um, since yeah in, since in, in my duration with the game. So I don't know what's going on with there, but I, I would estimate somewhere between five and seven hours.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, Steam, I don't know that it's always super accurate, because I, I, I think it was The Witcher, that I had probably 15 to 20 missing hours that just never showed up mm-hmm. uh, from when I played it. Uh, the Witcher 3, I should say. Um, so it's not always super accurate, but it's, you know it gives you an idea, I guess. Uh, mine said 10.3 hours, so pro- probably around 11 mm-hmm. hours is what I ended up
1: playing. Of maybe, the- uh, maybe Steam's testing some like psychological thing where if it looks like you've played less than you have, it makes you want to play more or something. Maybe. That'd be a fun. That'd be a fun experiment.
0: <laughs> a social experiment. Yeah. Although I don't know how they would get. Well, yeah, yeah maybe uh, gather the data of what you actually thought you played, or if it, if if you if they undersold your the amount of hours you played, if you ended up uh, buying more games because of that, you know, I don't know. It's interesting.
1: Yeah.
0: Interesting to play with. So one of the biggest knocks on the game that I've seen is some of the the liberties they take with the Lord of the Rings lore. Particular with the character Shelob, um, those familiar, Shelob's a giant spider that hangs out uh, in one of the mountain passes and she ambushes, uh, I guess, she uh, Frodo and Sam are led, spoilers, by the way, uh, are led into a trap um, and they're ambushed by Shelob. Uh, it's a giant spider, as I said, but in this game, she, for the most part, plays like a, she's a, like a human looking, humanoid I guess, female in like a silky black dress.
1: Seductress.
2: Um,
0: yeah. A little, a little bit of, I got definitely got the seduct- seductress vibe from her. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that, Corey. It didn't bother me too awful much. I mean, I kind of got used to the first game to, to them taking some liberties <laughs> with the story. Uh, it's, it's a little silly, but I guess, you know, it f- feeds the narrative. So
1: yeah, it didn't, uh, I-, I give zero fucks about that. <laughs>
0: Yeah. See, my I'm question... Usually,
1: I'm usually a stickler for lore, but
0: uh, this it didn't bother me. I'm just kind of like, at this point, like it feels like they're straying a little too far from the source material. It's something different, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Will. Sorry. Well, no, you make your point first. I was just going to say, it'd be different if this was like a story game. I mean, yes, there's a story in this game, but that literally has zero influence on my appreciation of the game. Yeah. So it's like... I don't, you know, it's just ancillary. It's like, well, I love this universe. Uh, They can do whatever they want. It's kind of the same feeling I had about The Hobbit. Like, Mm -hmm. The Hobbit took some liberties as well. Uh, The the movie, I should say. But, or the trilogy. (laughs) But uh, I was just okay with it. I was like, yeah, you know what? This is just fun. This is a fun ride. Yeah. Go ahead,
0: Will. Will.
3: Uh, Does Shelob ever become a loot box at any point in the story? (laughs) No, but that was that was going to be my
0: next thing that I was going to bring up. At least is not not that I've come across yet. No, she has not turned into a loot box or offered your character a loot box. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, that that seems to be the second biggest complaint of of the three compl- major complaints I've I've read about the game uh, is the whole loot box thing. I don't personally like that they're putting this this sort of thing in like a single player game, uh, but at the same time, like I haven't really I haven't done anything with it. So it's just kind of there in the background and I, I probably will ignore it. I did open one of the loot boxes that I got right off the bat. I, I kind of wanted to like report on it, but I didn't know. Like I got some orcs. I don't know what they're for. I, as far as I'm concerned,
3: it doesn't exist. You know, I read the people said that you can get you don't need to spend any money on loot boxes to be able to get stuff that you want. no. So that's what I read. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, I, yeah, before this game came out, I remember reading that uh, nothing that you get through a loot box is uh, not available, or any everything you get in a loot box is available in the game. So, uh, but I, I've also heard two takes on it. I was listening to uh, I can't remember which podcast it was. Uh, I did a good job listening to my gaming podcast this week, but when that happens, it means they all sort of blend together. But I've heard both sides. Uh, my personal take on the whole thing, there's like a prompt when you first boot up the game that it wants you to, to do opt into some online mm-hmm. BS. Um, and I just haven't accepted that yet. So I, even if I wanted to, I couldn't experience the Loot Crate stuff. And I haven't noticed anything having to do with it at all. Mm. Uh, But I've also heard I've heard people that agree with me and then I've heard the other side where it's like, oh, this is offensive. You can't even get through the game without buying loot boxes, which I don't think is true.
0: Uh, No, I have heard uh, just from the reviews that I've read that it does kind of turn into a grind towards the end of the game uh, as you try to level up your guy. And those, you know, those loot boxes can significantly reduce the grind at the end of the game. Uh, which, you know, for me, like I enjoy the game enough and the mechanics enough and, and the, 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 the gameplay enough that it's probably not going to be an issue for me where I feel like I need to spend money on these loot boxes. Um, that being said, uh, I think there's a, like, I always, I don't like the whole loot box thing. I don't mind buying like skins or weapons and stuff, uh, both with in-game currency or, uh, even with real money. Like I'm not even necessarily opposed to that at this point. Um, I, I just don't like the whole randomness of it all. Like, if they laid them out and said, "This is this much, this is this much, this is this much," similar to how Heroes of the Storm does it, um, I I would be happier with it. I I don't like the whole RNG type. You know, I just feel like they're they're screwing you with the with the numbers there. You know.
1: Yeah, there was uh, the ESRB came out this past week too. I think it was this past week saying yep. that um, loot loot crates and the way they're implemented in games is not not gambling. gambling. Yeah,
0: like that was them. my that was my one nibble bit. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later cuz it's an interesting interesting legal battle. So that was a little bit on Middle Earth: Shadow of War. Uh coming up a, in uh a week after that actually was kind of a big omission from our our games review lineup, I guess, would be South Park: The Fractured Butthole. Uh that's definitely one I wanted to play. It just came at a really bad time in a uh, very busy October for, for game releases. So that's one I will absolutely get at some point. I don't know if I'll get to it by the end of the year, but that's that's one. We all love the first one, and from what I hear, the second one's really good. I know Corey played a little bit of it, so I don't know if he's talked about it. Maybe a little bit. But yeah, that's a that's a pretty big omission from our lineup. Uh, Up next is uh, October 20th is Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, You finally will hear hear Will talk a little bit on this one because it was me and Will that covered this. So uh, here's Fire Emblem Warriors. Warriors developed by Omega Force and Team Ninja and published by Koei Tecmo for the Switch and 3DS. Now, I have heard absolutely nothing about the 3DS version.
3: I don't know about you. I've heard that it... The pop-in's pretty bad, as to be expected. I heard it's better than the Hyrule Warriors port, but not great overall. Uh So, I don't know how bad it was for Hyrule Warriors, um, but I do know that this one is new 3DS only, so I think that'll help with it running a little bit better, but I can't imagine this game would run that well on the 3DS yeah, even on quite a bit lower resolution. Yeah, I've heard like literally nothing about it.
0: I haven't seen uh a mention of it anywhere on any of the game sites that I check out or um I don't I'm not on the three D S uh subreddit, but the Nintendo Switch subreddit, like as far as I saw, nobody mentioned anything about it, so mm-hmm. haven't heard anything about it. So this is we're gonna be talking about the Switch version, obviously. Um before we get any further,
3: how about how long did you play, Will? Uh I can tell you what chapter I'm on. Okay. I'm on 18 Mm -hmm. or I just did 18. So I'm doing chapter 19 right now. So I know there's 20 and then end game. Yes. Uh, And I can uh, confirm that because I beat Fire Emblem Warriors. Yeah. Thank you. Now 20,
0: 20 chapters and the end game chapter. Yep. That's right.
3: So Dan. Yeah. Do you think that this game does an amazing job with the scale of battles?
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot going on, definitely, um, and I feel like you have more control over the battles in this one than you did in previous ones.
3: Absolutely. I felt like a lot
0: a lot of the uh, the uh, specific. I don't remember the other the old uh, Dynasty Warriors games that much. It's been a really long time since I played Dynasty Warriors, uh, but in Hyrule Warriors, like I felt like a lot of the stuff that happened, you like you had to be everywhere
2: yeah. in that
0: game. Whereas in this one, if you're able to delegate uh a little bit and you can be a lot more effective and and, you know planning your strategies and stuff so um that's definitely definitely a benefit for for this game
3: yeah like i know a lot of people were complaining in hyrule warriors like you'd be doing one thing on one side of the map and the like the golden skull or whatever would pop up on another section of the map and you'd have to sprint all the way there uh and so on and so forth but with this game uh, one thing it does that lets you control four characters uh, every battle. So if somebody is near one of uh which is something we'll talk about later, but Anna's pop up shop mm-hmm. like when that popped up, you can have you most likely will have a character close enough by that it's not that too not that big of an inconvenience for you to go and grab it. Or you can send one of your playable characters there too,
0: and and when they arrive there, I think they, they like it gives you some sort of notification, like they'll say that they're they've arrived right. at their destination, so you know to switch to that character at that point. Yep, uh, which is cool. Um, so yeah, back to the story, uh, mostly nonsensical. I I had no idea what was going on. I tried to pay attention and focus, but Basically, I mean, it, it was I've... just like this kingdom uh, of I- Ayatollah uh, gets in, gets invaded. Um, you know, it's a standard kind of fire emblem tropey story.
3: Yeah, the story is not great. Uh, I kind of like it for what it is because a lot of these warriors games don't really have too much of a story, uh, and this one kind of attempts to have one. So yeah. I do, I do like it a little bit, but it's not like by any means. I would never say the story is good or somebody should pay attention to it. It's just something that I've personally just been kind of paying attention to too. Yeah, it's it's. An excuse to get all the different characters uh,
0: from the more recent Fire Emblem games and then, you know, a few of the older characters in a Warriors game, you know?
3: Yeah, basically, if you played Fire Emblem Heroes, like, the reasoning why those characters are all meeting up in one spot is literally the exact, exact same reason why they are in this game, too. There's a lot of... A lot of influence drawn from the stuff on the mobile app, kind of like the store, the story, which I mm-hmm. use li- lately for the app, uh, are kind of brought into this game. So, Yeah, uh,
0: but at the same time, it didn't really matter all that much to me. That's not cool. why I was playing. Um, I was expecting a little bit more cohesion and a little bit more of a story uh, just because it's a Fire Emblem game, but the fact that it wasn't there didn't bother me too awful much. Yeah. Um, I actually think what what they would have benefited from only focusing on one Fire Emblem game and having Mm -hmm. like a lot more characters from one Fire Emblem game and having it have like a legitimate story, you know, like even if they did the most recent, the conquest, uh, what was the other? What are the other two? Uh, Birthright and Conquest. Birth, birthright, Conquest, and then the, whatever the third oh. one was called. Revelations. Yeah, the the neutral, filthy neutral one.
3: Yeah. I don't know, Dan. People were up in arms that their Fire Emblem characters weren't in the game from well, yeah. obscure titles. People would go even more crazy. Oh, they only picked the new one. Well, yeah, no, there's, there's
0: definitely that. But at the same time, like, if you weren't expecting characters from another game to be in it, that, you know, you're like, okay, this is Fire Emblem conquest warriors you know
3: yeah i will say it it feels a little dirty that azura isn't in though yeah yeah i thought that was a weird choice i know she's gonna be in for dlc but because she's a pretty important character in in all the
0: the newest ones yeah yeah. what 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 are they called collectively i can't even remember fates fates thank you thank you guys i've been meaning to look that up the entire day and i just never (laughs) never did
3: I could have helped you out very, very earlier on that whole thing. Then that's okay. Then until you ask, uh, no biggie. Uh, and then I also I don't know if you tried this, Will, but some of the history mode. So I was actually trying to get the story mode done first, and then going into the history mode because I know you unlock some more characters through the history mode. So, yeah. so no, I haven't not done the history mode yet.
0: Okay, yeah, that's what I'm working on now. Uh, after I after I beat it, so it's it's basically much shorter battles with very specific victory conditions. So I don't know if you. Remember on Hyrule Warriors the uh the map thing? Where the you moved advent- around the map. The adventure mode, yeah. Adventure mode. It's like that, but Fire Emblem version. So okay. It's uh I think I have is there six different like full on maps and then they're broken down into like little, like I said, specific victory condition battles. Okay. Uh, that are much smaller scale than the than the single player game. So
3: So is it still control four characters try to complete the objective? Some of them, yes. Some of them,
0: no. Uh, One of them specifically, uh, and it's one I had where one of my favorite characters died. uh, Was it was like an arena, and it was two characters versus you know hordes of enemies and then captains. Yeah. And yeah, I lost one of my one of my key characters from story mode. um, That
3: I are you doing permadeath? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow! I didn't do that. (laughs) there is a way to revive them though yeah you gotta go to the temple
0: yeah but it costs you an arm and a leg on your but, golden resources i'm not i'm not surprised who's
3: your favorite character uh it was corin okay yeah
0: she
1: corin is
0: up... awesome yeah i find corn to be well she's not my best character but she's the one i'm the most effective with i have okay. to
1: say yeah
0: um so all right, Well, right let's talk about the battles uh that's obviously the meat of the game uh, so before you start the battle, uh, there's the strategy screen, which you and me talked about a little bit yesterday. Mm-hmm. So you see the map with the enemies and the forts, the layout and everything. You choose which characters you want to use, which I didn't figure out you could do until about halfway through the game. I was halfway through the game uh, with characters that I did not do well with that were not leveled up enough uh, before I figured out how to do it. And it's kind of stupid the way you have to do it. You have to click on the square with the character, and then you have to like go into... like. Uh, orders or something like that, and then under there, like, you have to scroll down a little ways to get it to
3: set, off. Character. set
0: character or remove character, and that's how you switch them.
3: Yeah, no, that's it's actually of my... Fight. It's one of my only complaints that I really have, uh, is that, because I did a battle like you, Dan. I figured it out...
0: So that was Fire Emblem Warriors, which, which me and Will, as I said, both played, um... Coming up next is Mario Odyssey. Uh, there's also two omissions from our games lineup, two actually pretty huge releases that came out on the same day as Mario Odyssey, which is why we didn't cover them. And that's Assassin's Creed Origins, which reviewed really well. Will is currently playing Assassin's Creed Origins, so he he'll be able to talk about it in one of these one of these upcoming episodes. And then Wolfenstein 2, the uh, new Colossus. That's one I really wanted to play, but again, it came out on literally the same exact day. Those three games came out on the same day. Uh, Mario Odyssey, Assassin's Creed Origins, Wolfenstein 2. So that was, that was a pretty tough choice. And uh, Assassin's Creed is reviewing really well, so it's something I do want to play at some point. But yeah, we did Mario Odyssey. Uh, I think me, Eric, and Will all played it. I know Corey's played it since, so he'll probably talk about it on this upcoming week's Uh, episode so yeah here is our blurb on super mario odyssey okay uh i made it to the last world i'm in the last world right now close to beating i did want to have it beaten but just wasn't quite in the cards for me um i wish i could give you an hour count but i have no idea because we'll have to wait until sometime next week to get our counts on, on how long we've played thus far because nintendo has that weird thing where they the switch has that weird thing where I, I think it's after ten days it'll tell you how long you've played a game, yeah, so
3: let me tell you though, Dan, uh school and homework and everything has really just been put on the back burner because of this game.
0: <laughs> Glad to hear it well okay well let's let's what, what did you like about it let's, talk, um, let's let's get right into it
3: for starters, what I liked about it I feel like this game out of all of the other uh, Mario. Platform, not platformers, but uh, the like open 3D Mario games. I feel like this is the closest to Mario 64, yes, that we've gotten. Um, and there is a lot of like cameos to that game in this. Uh, Dan, you haven't seen one in particular, but uh, it's a really cool moment because you're like, oh my god, like I experienced this in Mario 64, and like you yeah. get to experience it like on the in this game. Uh, I also like how free the movement is. Mm-hmm. It feels like, ye- in fact, I know you can. Yeah, uh, You can get very creative with how your character moves and jumps through the world. Yeah. Uh, I am terrible at it, personally. I was going to say, did you figure out that the special
0: cappy jump that everyone does? Nope. I got it. I finally figured it out. It took me, I, pro- I was probably about three quarters to where I am now before I finally got the hang of the, the extended cappy jump uh and once you get it it's it's something special
3: yeah i just see these like here i am i was on the i don't even remember what world it was i probably shouldn't even say because it would spoil it because it was a bit further in the game but mm-hmm. i was trying to jump off this the highest point on the the kingdom that i was in to try and land on different parts of the map to get the stars or the mm-hmm. moons. And like I just was just screwing that up left and right, and I was like, I wish you could figure out this stupid jump that everybody's so good at except me. Are you talking about New Donk City? Uh, it was before that. Oh, okay, because I was gonna say we could talk about New
0: Donk City because that's that was all over the the promo materials.
3: Yeah, and actually New Donk City was one of my favorite parts of the game. Yeah, uh, we were
0: talking about it on Halloween, but the end part of New Donk City is might have been one of my favorite sequences in games, period. Is that the um, festival? Yes, the festival okay. part. Uh, luckily, my wife was sitting next to me watching when I was playing. I actually played... I probably played the majority of Super Mario Odyssey in dock mode on the TV, Yeah, um, me but, too. A fair, but a fair amount in, in handheld mode too. But I was playing on the TV at that point and my wife's like, that is one of the coolest things I've ever seen you play in, in any of the video games you've played. And I'm like, well, yeah, I played all these games and it's still one of the coolest moments in, in gaming history for me, you know?
3: Yeah. Like, it was Dan, awesome. You, you know, when you're at that point where you're trying to get the band. Yeah. And like, when you find one of the members, like you're in that that concert hall, mm-hmm. and like there, I had a moment there where like I had gotten three uh, three of the four mm-hmm. together, and like it was so cool because like everybody in the hall was like clapping to the beat of it, yeah. Like it was the entire room, and it was a jam packed room, and like Mario just started like dancing because I let him stay idle for a bit, and I was like, that is so cool.
0: Yeah, they were playing the the theme from the original mario yep in like a modern band form and it was it was amazing and the game is just it's filled with like with those types of moments one thing i did want to say is uh when i first the night i got it i I put on the tv and and everyone was watching both my my two older kids and and my wife uh and the part where the odyssey first takes off yep um my, my son was watching that he's like oh my god that is making me so happy i'm almost gonna cry
3: Really? Yeah.
0: Like I felt that on the inside, but he, yeah. you know, he he said that, and it was yeah. just, it was just an awesome moment, and the game is just filled with with those types of moments. It's it's unbelievable how, yeah. how good it is.
3: I really think that this is a this is a special game. Yeah. uh
0: I think I think you're right. I think the the Super Mario 64 uh comparison is apt. I mean, obviously it's a 3D Mario, but I feel like it. it it perfects what super mario 64 was was trying to do you know super mario 64 in my opinion is is the best game ever made Um, yeah best game not necessarily my favorite those are two different things
3: yeah Um, as a game
0: and i think this is just like the complete version of that you know
3: yeah because like i count mario sunshine and the galaxy games to be a Mm -hmm. little closer Mm -hmm. um and gameplay style and like how the game is structured and I kind of count Mario 3D World in its own little thing. It's its yeah, separate... It's 3D, but, like, fixed camera.
0: Like, yeah, it yep. moves around, but, it like, not that much. It's still, like, up a. It's isometric, almost.
3: Yeah. It, you know? But this one feels the closest to, you know, Super Mario 64 that we've ever had. Yeah. Um...
0: Yeah, and uh, at least to this point, the goal is to collect moons to power the Odyssey to the ne- next kingdom. Uh, I think I have a hundred and is it two hundred two hundred and sixteen moons. I think when oh, I when wow. i now that I'm finally at the last stage because I, I did a mix of I, I tried to explore a little bit on each of the kingdoms to try to get more of the moons. I know there's over 900 in the entire game wow uh, which which is crazy um but it's funny because i was reading uh, an excerpt from kotaku and jason schreier and kirk hamilton were talking about it and uh jason schreier was comparing it a little bit to uh breath of the wild and collecting the korok seeds and he said this is completely different and a hundred times better because yeah finding the moons is more than just lifting up a rock and finding a moon under a rock you know all of them have something that you have to do interesting you know at least it seems that way so far you know
3: yep i so agree it's with that infinitely
0: more rewarding than than find, just finding a random Korok seed in in
3: breath of the wild so yep i would 100% agree with that it's more <laughs> it's more rewarding to get a moon too than mm-hmm. it is to find a Korok seed in my opinion because like there's this huge animation like there's this like cool shiny moon looking thing that like you collect and like there's that animation yep. with the title of the name of the moon that they the, like the title they gave it and stuff and like that and the date you found it too which i yeah. think is awesome too yeah that that's like that's really cool in my opinion and by the way Dan like you've done a lot more exploring than i have because i only i think i ended with maybe 160 moons mm-hmm. so you've done more exploring uh, than i have which is probably why i ended up beating it and you haven't yet
0: yeah yeah so every every level has it's every kingdom i should say there's a lot of kingdoms is there like 12 or 10 there's a lot
3: well there's ones that you get through the main story and then there's even more than like after
0: oh was there really
3: yeah there's like i want to say there's maybe four more Wow. Okay. So, and everyone has, everyone has a bunch of moons
0: and then a certain purple coin that you collect too. So, uh, and you use the purple coins to unlock, uh, like swag for the odyssey, uh, stickers that go on it, stuff that goes in the inside the cabin. Uh, and then both coins and regular coins are used to buy Mario outfits, Mm -hmm. which is also awesome because some of the outfits are used to get moons. Like, there is one in New Donk City where they're like, "Oh, we're waiting for the construction manager. He's the only one allowed to go in this building." Uh, so then you go as Mario. If you go as the Mario Maker Mario with the construction suit on, you can go and enter that building and get the moon or moons that are in there. Um, so there's there's use for the for the outfits other than just like having Mario wear different outfits.
3: Okay, um, it's really cool. You better really believe I, I rocked the new Dunk City suit the entire yeah. game.
0: I, I wore that one for a while, too.
3: And then, that, then I did
0: the pirate. So that was mine and Will's coverage of Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, the last little section we're going to do here is on the, the most recent game we covered, which is Call of Duty World War II, which uh, Eric and Will did a fine job of covering. So um, here's that
3: back Paris and like it's stuff like that that's just like really cool fun things that you know I haven't played the last couple Call of Duty campaigns so like coming back to this one I think it was a good good one to get back into really
0: yeah I think the the historical aspect of it makes it more interesting for me as opposed to something that takes place in a modern day desert in a modern day setting like it's, it's just, that's yeah. just uninteresting for me you know
3: exactly like the advanced warfare yeah campaign i remember that was the last one i played and like it was just like randomly named characters in this random desert city shooting each other and then like the main bad guy gets the power of the droids and stuff like that it's just kind of like bad boring uh but like i said in this one like when you find the 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 german civilians like hiding away from the Is the
2: <laughs> sorry i thought i was muted sorry <laughs> that's okay
3: uh, hiding away from the Nazis, like, it was just a really cool moment to see. And you know, I was like, wow, like, I haven't seen a game really kind of, like, uh, a shooter touch on this. Like, it was cool. I don't yeah. know.
0: Yeah, it has significance
3: to, you know, our world. Yeah, there's there's more weight to it than, yeah. than there would be if it was just some random, more futuristic campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so overall, I, I actually really liked it, and I couldn't put it down. Like, I had to do Extra Life on Saturday, but, like, I really, really wanted to finish playing the campaign, because I knew it was pretty close to beating it at that point. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I played. That's the gist of that, really.
0: Very nice. Yes, Eric? Let's, let's hear about multiplayer.
3: <laughs> Eric's talking, but his mic's muted, oh. I think. Um. So multiplayer, um, I played, I would say probably four hours of multiplayer. Um, I don't know how much Eric played, but last I knew Eric and I were around the, the same level, we're around like 25, 26. Um, so multiplayer, I actually really love the multiplayer. I haven't been getting overly frustrated with it. And how they do it this year is they split the classes up into divisions. So, for example, like the one division is the airborne division, where you have the submachine <laughs> gun uh, class, and like you get perks level like through that. Like years one, where like I think it's I don't know if this is under the airborne, but like you're running while you're re- you're running, you can reload faster. So that's like something you unlock through that division. Uh, so you can, like, use all these submachine guns and stuff like that, like the MP40, the Grease Gun, the PPSH. Uh, and, like, as you level up that that division, you get these more perks, and then, like, each gun has its own individual level. So, for example, you could be using the PPSH, which is the Russian uh, machine gun. You'll be killing people with it at a level up to 1, to 2, to 3. And each level you get, it gets different attachments, like the, the sights on it. Or you can get like an increased damage um, thing or better accuracy for when you're hip-firing and stuff like that. Um, so the, the loadout I run is the Canadian Mountain uh, Soldiers, which are the snipers. Nice. Uh, which is pretty cool, because I kind of like their logo. It's literally the top of the, the mountains. Like, with the the sniper rifle sight on it. Uh, so it looks pretty cool. So, like, that's usually what I run with. But I'll tell you what, sniping in that game is harder than other games because the maps are really small. Um, honestly, there's only, like, two maps that I can even recommend sniping on because the rest are pretty pretty tight close quarters maps and it's to the point now where i actually use a uh a, a ribbon which is kind of like a perk on on my thing where you can control two weapon, like two primary weapons so like i'll have the sniper rifle along with a submachine gun mm-hmm. so like when i'm sniping people i need to move my area right after because like people are closing in i'll just switch to the machine gun and move to another area and kill whoever's near me uh so that's what i kind of roll out with um trying to think of what else. I do have only one complaint with the multiplayer, and it's not actually with the multiplayer. I feel like there's only five maps that I play on. And I don't know it, if
0: does it not rotate rotate them well, or is there just not that many and you're just getting the same
3: ones?: I don't know if it doesn't rotate well or if they're just not that many in the game, but I want to say I only really play on five maps. Which okay. I could probably which I can probably I could probably name all of them.
2: Can you hear me? Yes. Oh my god. Boys. It's been a struggle <laughs> over here. I'm uh <laughs> well I'm I'm currently trying to look up um the, the maps. That's what I was doing. Uh but yeah, yeah, I agree about the maps. I, I don't feel like I've played on, you know, uh, a huge number of them. And I don't think there's that many in the game.
3: That's the vibe that I got, and I don't know if they wanted to go quality over quantity or if they withheld it for DLC. Okay,
2: we got nine maps. I can confirm there are nine maps.
3: Okay, so and there's one that we are blocked from because we didn't pre-order a special edition. Okay,
2: whatever. and then also, I think a couple of them are not in every game mode either. Oh. Which would also, because like, I play Domination primarily, and there was one... That I didn't play until I, I played a couple of team deathmatch modes. Okay. So and and it was it ended up being one of the good sniping maps in uh, like a train station with snow. That's actually um, my favorite one. Yeah. See, that one's not in domination, so I didn't even know that that was a map until I switched over to team deathmatch for a bit. Okay. Yeah.
3: Gotcha. So yeah, like there just isn't that many maps in the game and like I said, I don't know if it's because they're withholding it for DLC or if it's just like oh we wanted to make really good maps first and then you know more will come later. I don't I don't know what their what their model was for it, but the maps overall I do really like all of them.
2: Me too. I think that the maps are really well made. Um I think Will's right about them being pretty small, which which actually lends well to me uh because if i get caught out in the open like mid-range or long range i'm totally fucked yeah um but i've i've actually had a bit of a renaissance in my my online multiplayer play it's gone really well uh i've really enjoyed it i don't find myself getting as mad either when i don't do well i think i just kind of come to terms with it's going to be what it's going to be at this point but uh
0: Yeah, do it to, Like, to just try your best to enjoy it, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, but it, it, it's fun. Um, the maps, I, th- I feel like, are really well designed, you know? Uh, there's, a, there's one in particular, a couple in particular on Domination that I, I feel like could be a little better um, the way they're laid out because what I like to do is, say we're starting at C, uh, the C flag, I like to then go around the edges as far as I can and go around to A, and capture that because most people are trying to get B Um, and there's a couple of maps and I wish I I had taken some notes and and remember what they were called, but there's a couple of them that uh, there's really not a great way to get around. And that really bothers me because it just, it hampers the way I like to play. Yeah. You know? And it's almost like if you lose B right off the bat, it's it's damn near impossible to get it back.
0: Because there's not multiple pathways to get different places, there's just, like, one main there, pathway?
2: There's multiple pathways, just not, you know, in order to get get a team to stop defending B, one of the ways you can do that is to hold A and C, and then they, you know, then have to go get one of those. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of spreads them a little thinner. But if you can't get around the map as easily, and you have to go, like, there's, there's either one side or up the middle, there's not the two sides to choose from, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is a big deal. Yeah. You know? Um, But other than that,
0: so that was a Call of Duty World War II, kind of a return to form for the Call of Duty franchise, at least from, uh, from what Eric and Will say about it. Uh, the last kind of omission that we have from our games review lineup is Star Wars Battlefront II. I think we were all a little afraid of, of picking that one up because of the whole microtransaction thing, uh, which, I don't know, I guess is off the off the table now, but that's one we'll probably play at some point. It's supposed to be more robust than the first one. Um, I like the star, old Star Wars Battlefront games, so that'll be a, a get at some point too. Uh, and that's it for our recap. We're looking at about a month from now, I think, is when we decided to do the the thummies episode. So uh, as I said, the ma- only major release left that I think any of us are going to get is Xenoblade 2, which I know I'm getting. I'm not sure if Will's getting it or not. <clears throat> so hopefully we can cover that in December, and if not it will be early January, but that's a game we need to sink significant amount of time into also. So, uh, next week it'll be back to recording on Thursday night. As I said, we time kind of got away from us, uh, this past week with, with Thanksgiving and our sister being in town. So, We'll definitely definitely go back to a normal recording schedule. As far as the topic goes, I'm not sure. I think Corey kind of wanted to do a catching up on what we played. I know he played a few a few new games that uh, were that he hadn't played before, so the Switch titles especially. Um, so that that's a possibility for a topic. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for episode 331 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host Dan. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Wow.